Thank you for checking out our podcast here at Eastern Assembly of God Church in Baltimore, Maryland. If you'd like more information about our church, you can find us at www.easternassembly.org. So today we're going to bring to a conclusion the series we've had over the last couple weeks called What If? The premise of this series is what if this were really the end of the end of the end? What if things are really winding down? Now let me remind you that thought should not instill fear if you're a believer. Come on, the king is coming. But it should cause us to dig in like we've never dug in before. Are you listening this morning? Come on. How many know it's not time to play the king is on the way? Can you say amen? So just to do a quick review of what we've covered over the last couple weeks, we began the series two weeks ago. We talked about Jesus' words, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. What was unique about Noah's day? There was a great increase in violence. There was a great increase in the decline of morals. People were living their lives as if there was no God, but all the while God was watching. And you know what God was looking for? Somebody say what? He was looking for somebody that had a heart after him. Come on, somebody. Amen. And here's what Genesis 6, 8 says. But Noah, say but Noah, found favor in the eyes of the Lord. You know, God's looking around our community at this time. And is there anybody that's not running after this world but has their eyes on me, because if that's you, then you found favor. I'm gonna try this side. Come on, you didn't hear what I just said. All right, God's still looking around the world. He's looking for some people whose eyes are not on this world or the things of this world, but they're going after Jesus. And if that's you, you're gonna find favor at this hour. Are you grateful this morning? Say amen. All right, but listen, I am concerned That there are Christians, much like the people of Noah's day, that see what we all see, but it's not moving them to draw closer. Amen? Listen, using the analogy of Noah's day, look, the, the, the doors of the ark are open. It is time to get in. You're gonna find safety there. You're gonna find security there. And it's not going to be long that that ark is going to be raptured up. Come on, somebody. And we're going to be with Jesus. Amen. Last week, we talked about deception. Jesus said to watch in the last days of deception. And I want to take a look at a scripture that we didn't look at last week, but it's just just so good as it applies to this. John 16, 13, Jesus says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, that's the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. How many know if you're filled with truth, you can defend yourself against deception? You understand? And and who's gonna help us to walk in truth? Somebody say the Holy Spirit. He's gonna give you understanding when you read the Bible. He's gonna help you when deception comes your way. Amen? Matter of fact, on Sundays, uh, I'm in here early. This morning I I was walking around the sanctuary and my cry is, Holy Spirit, visit us today. Come and have your way. How many know this is more than a social gathering? What makes this different from any other gathering is his presence and his workings there. Amen? 
I was listening to a message by Dave Wilkerson this week, and uh, Dave Wilkerson is now with the Lord, uh, highly respected uh, by me and many others, and Dave Wilkerson traveled a lot. He says, when I traveled and walked into a church, he said, I would look for some indication that the Holy Spirit was at work in that church. Maybe something during worship that would tell me that he was present. Maybe something during the sermon that would tell me he was working. Maybe during the altar time, something somewhere that the Holy Spirit was active. Because if he's not active, we don't have, because I know we can't change anybody's lives. It's gotta be him, amen? Amen. And speaking of the Holy Spirit, listen, this is important. And I'm gonna change this date, all right? I'll tell you why in a moment. But in just a couple weeks on Wednesday nights, I'm gonna begin a series on the Holy Spirit. Here's our schedule. Next week, this coming Wednesday, we have a guest speaker. Danny Hess is gonna be with us, a missionary that we support. Love you to be here. The following week, we're gonna take some time to pray for the school year. I feel like it's important that we pray over the schools in our community for safety and for God's working, all right? We'll give you a list of schools and we'll take some time to pray. So the following Wednesday, which should be the 15th, we're gonna begin a series on the Holy Spirit. I want all of you to grow deeper in that. And if you currently don't come on Wednesday nights, this is a, a twist of the arm. We'd love to have you here. Your kids need to be here. Your, your students need to be here in our youth ministry. Come on, somebody, amen? So today, this is our text for this morning. We are looking at Luke chapter 21, and here's what Jesus said. He said, but be on your guard. Don't let the sharp edge of your expectation get dulled by parties and drinking and shopping. Otherwise, that day, what's, what's that day? What day? Say Jesus' coming. Yeah, the day of the Lord, his coming. That day is going to take you by a complete surprise, spring on you suddenly like a trap, for it's going to come on everyone, everywhere at once. So, Whatever you do, and listen, here's the points of this message. Whatever you do, don't go to sleep at the switch. Now, this is from the message translation. Some translations simply say watch, but you know what the word watch means? It means don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Jesus is saying prior to my coming, don't fall asleep. And then he said, pray constantly that you will have the strength and wits to make it through everything that's coming and end up on your feet before the Son of Man. Now let me take a moment to remind you of the next great event that's gonna happen in these, next, these last days as it applies to the church. The next great event is the rapture of the church. Jesus is gonna come and get his church out of here prior to the seven years of tribulation. The seven years of tribulations are God's wrath outpoured upon this earth prior to the end. And the Bible says that we as believers are not appointed to wrath. We are appointed to salvation. There it is, Second, 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 to 11. We're not appointed to wrath. So God is gonna pull us out of here and take us to be with him. Would anybody be okay if today would be that day? One, two, three. Come on, somebody. All right? Jesus is coming back for his bride. Jesus gave us a little insight into that, all right? He said in Matthew 24, this is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken. Taken where? Somebody say up. And the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill. 
One will be taken and the other left. Therefore, interesting, here it says it again. Keep what? Keep watch because you do not know on what day the Lord will come. So today from those verses, we're going to talk about watch and pray. Let's take them one at a time. Let's talk about watch. The word watch means don't fall asleep. You say, Pastor, how could someone fall spiritually asleep when they're looking around and seeing all these things happen as the Bible says it would be? I mean, wouldn't it appear that we're kind of facing one craziness after another craziness in this world? That was a, that was a question. Somebody say yes. Yeah? All right? So, so how can you see what you're seeing and fall asleep? I'm going to answer that by asking you another question. How could you just have gone through COVID-19, and we still are, and be part of a worldwide pandemic and yet fall spiritually asleep through it? And if you don't believe that happens, look at statistics. Statistics say that one-third of those who attended church prior to COVID probably aren't coming back. Because they, you're paying attention. Glory to God, all right? You get an A plus on the pop quiz, all right? How did you do at home, all right? Thank you for joining us today online as well. Because, so listen, if you can fall spiritually asleep during a worldwide pandemic, there's a reason why Jesus said, look, stay awake at that last hour. Are you listening this morning? Now let me tell you three big things you need to stay awake for. All right, letter A, number one. Stay awake so that you can keep an eye on your own heart. Listen, listen, church. The more crazy this world gets, the more crazy is gonna come knocking on your own heart. Don't think that the craziness of the world is not gonna come knocking on your heart's door. And how many know sometimes we're good at knowing the crazy that's knocking on everybody else's door, but not so good about keeping an eye on our own hearts? Boy, it got quiet in here real fast. That was a good amen spot. You missed it, but I'm going to go on anyway. All right? When I talk about crazy knocking on your heart, I'm talking about how about the crazy anger of this world, jealousy of this world, selfishness of this world, all kinds of things happening, the sexual craziness of this world. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart above all else. Whose heart? Your heart. For it determines the course of your life. How many know we all have a gate on our heart? You, you, you open that gate when you ask Jesus to come in. You can, you, can, you can close that gate to things. You can open that gate to hang. Guard your heart. Hebrews 3.12 says this. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. So quite obviously, the author of Hebrews is writing this to believers. He's not talking about, you know, because that's keeping you from God. He's saying, be careful of what you let in because it has the potential to turn you away. Thank you, all right? So how do you make sure your own heart is not turning towards evil? 
Yeah, you quit looking at your neighbor's heart and quit thinking that your neighbor's heart is the biggest problem and start looking at your own. Can you say amen? All right, second thing you need to stay awake for is stay awake and don't miss the move of God at this hour. Okay, listen to me, all right? God in heaven is not gonna watch the evil of these last days come upon the earth and just say to his church, good luck. Listen, God is gonna open heaven to those who have his eyes on him and he is gonna empower you not just to stand at this hour but to walk in victory in this hour. I'm telling you, friend, listen, that God, God is not gonna be able to help himself. When he sees the evil come upon this world and we're crying out, dear God, we need strength from heaven to stand, God is not gonna step back from that. He is gonna step forward and he is gonna give to his church what they need to be a spotless church without spot or wrinkle because that's who the Bible says he's coming for. Come on, somebody, amen. Jesus said this, I've given you authority, somebody say authority, to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing, say nothing, nothing will harm you. And that's including what's coming down the pipes in the last days, if you'll guard your heart, amen? I was exceedingly blessed last week in both services by the altar response of people coming and just, just seeking the Lord. I think it's really what we need at this hour. Come on, more than 31 seconds at the altar. Just saying, God, I, I just need you. That opportunity is gonna be given today. I believe it's gonna be the same. Amen. Last thing. Oh, Acts 2, 7. How about this one? In the last day, God says, I will, say I will, pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. If you're a candidate for God to pour his spirit out, would you just lift your hand and just say to God, I'm a candidate. I'm a candidate, Lord. Pour it out in these last days. Our eyes are on you, Jesus. Third thing you need to stay awake for is you need to stay awake so that you can see the harvest fields. Listen, as things get worse, there will be people who get harder. You might look around and, and, and say, what is going on? People are, are seemingly getting far from God. But I want to ask you a question. How many of you came to Jesus because you were disillusioned by, by this world, by the sin of this world? And, and like myself at 18 years of age, you, you said to yourself, if, if this is where it all leads... I want nothing to do with it. There's got to be something better. And about that time, somebody sent somebody your way or you walked into church. How many, of you, how many of you are here today because you got disillusioned with just where life was headed? Okay, now think this through with me. Don't you think there's going to be people in these last days that look around at what's happened in this world and say there's got to be something more? I'm telling you. You understand? Even, even though there's going to be hardness, there's going, to, there's going to be people who, who, who God is preparing, and he's preparing them for you to come along, to invite, share your testimony, share the gospel. Come on, somebody. It's not time to fall asleep. Can I remind you this morning, the only reason that we are not raptured today, I mean, it could happen today. Let me change that. The only reason we're not raptured as of right now 
is because God is leaving his church here to continue to be the light in the world. So let's be the light church. Amen. Jesus said these words in John 4.35. Do not say four months more and then the harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Let, let, me, let me just paraphrase that as it pertains to this moment. Listen. Do not say very few people will be saved during the end times. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. If you were to ask me, Pastor Ed, you know, we want more people to attend Eastern. What, 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 what can we do? What's, what's the most likely means that someone is going to attend Eastern? You know what the answer to that is? I know the answer to that. Here it is. The answer it is, most people visit a church because they were invited. Some will Google us and show up because they've Googled us. Maybe someone will drive by the church sign and just say, I felt led to come in there. Those things do happen. But the overwhelming majority of people who show up in church are there because they were invited. Invited by who? All right, everybody take your finger, go like this. And then go like this. All right, there you go. Yeah. Invited by you. Okay, listen, next week, we are having an outdoor service. Weather's looking great. The focus of that message is not to get you saved for the fifth time. It's, it's, it's for, now it, you'll be touched by it, but I'm just telling you, would you consider this week inviting your neighbor or workmate and just, just asking them to come? Maybe you consider them buying them lunch. There will be lunch that day, you understand? Uh, um, if you can't buy them lunch, the church will buy them lunch. If you ask me about that, we'll, we'll help you out here. Um, but let's work together because I believe the fields are ripe unto harvest. Can you say amen? amen? So not only are we called to watch, watch by Jesus, but also, number two, we are called to pray. So if I were to walk around the sanctuary and perhaps walk up to you and ask you this question, what would you say? When do you pray? Well, you say, Pastor, what gives you the right to ask me that question? Well, Jesus said, when you pray, go into the room, close the door, talk to your father in secret. Your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. So if Jesus said, when you pray, what's he assuming? Yeah, he's assuming that, that, that you're praying, all right? That you're praying, all right? Now, Let me tell you the story before we look at this verse. So I, in my devotions, I am in 2 Chronicles. And uh, I, I was reading this past week. Now I'm through 2 Chronicles, through Ezra, I'm in Nehemiah. But earlier this week, I was in 2 Chronicles reading about Hezekiah. There's a real move of God during the reign of King Hezekiah. And one of the things that happened is all the people came together to celebrate the Passover in a way that had not been done for many years. But one of the problems was... Um, there were some things people were supposed to do to prepare for the Passover that made them clean to eat the Passover. And although the people were enthusiastic to gather in Jerusalem and partake of the Passover, many of them had not really looked at what they needed to do to prepare themselves. But Hezekiah was so excited to have them there and have them even willing to take the Passover, he prayed a prayer, and this is what he prayed. Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, May the Lord who is good Pardon everyone who sets his heart on seeking God, the Lord, the God of his fathers, even if he's not clean according to the rules of the sanctuary. And here's what amazed me. 
And the Lord heard Hezekiah. Listen, one man's prayer and thousands, perhaps tens of thousands of people were affected by his prayer. Come on, well, you say, pastor, he was a king. I mean, if you look at the Bible, you know, when kings prayed, when, when priests prayed, God really heard them, but, but what about me? Well, what, what about you? Listen, according to Peter's words, which is God's holy word spoken through Peter, he said, but you, say but you, are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Think about that. Royal meaning kingly. Priesthood meaning priestly. So in God's eyes, you have every right that a king in the Old Testament had, that a priest ever had. Come on, somebody. A holy nation, a people belonging to God. How many believe when Jesus died on the cross, the door was open for you to come directly before the Father and you can bring your request to the king? Come on, somebody. You say, but pastor, but pastor, I have asked God for things and, and it didn't work out like I hope it would. All right, let, let's still do a little survey here, okay? First of all, how many of you absolutely positively have had answers to prayer? Okay? Someone doesn't have their hand up, just whisper, say, have you ever prayed? Have you ever prayed? You know, it's, all right. Now, how many of you have ever asked God for something and it didn't quite work out like you hoped it would? A lot of hands going up as well. Okay, listen. The enemy is good at convincing you prayer doesn't work because of that time that it wasn't answered like you thought it would without reminding you of all the times God did answer prayer. Because you see, if the enemy can convince you not to pray, how can God answer if you're not asking? Hello. Come on, I'm here to encourage you this morning. Yeah, are there some mysteries to this asking process? Yeah, are there some times God may be saying, saying in heaven, oh, you want it, man, but if I gave it to you, it wouldn't be good. Are there some times when God may say, yeah, I have a healing, but it's not the one you're thinking about. It's, it's a greater healing. Sure, sure, but I'm here to encourage you this morning. Think, think about it if you will. Listen, let's, let's write this answer down. I'll tell you the story. If you stop asking God because you've been disappointed, you'll never get an answer from him. Are you listening? There was a woman in the Bible that had an issue of blood. Anybody remember how long she had that, that bleeding? 12 years is the right answer, 12 years. Now, being a good Jewish woman, you think anywhere along the way she asked God to heal her? Think she asked in year one, year two? Year three, year four, year five, year six, sure she did. Sure she did, because there was a stigma to being unclean in the Old Testament. I mean, she, she was basically having to live like a leper did, unclean. It was hard. God, what, heal me. I want to be like this. You got the power. What's going on? But one day, something rose up. Listen to me. Something rose up in her spirit. Listen, God still does this. You know, maybe you're discouraged about praying for something, but just, just in a moment, suddenly faith arises. One more time. One more time I'm bringing this to God. And something arose in her. If I could just touch the hem of his garment. 
And that day she went out and pressed through that crowd and grabbed the hold of the hem of the garment and she was made clean to the point that Jesus felt the power. Who touched me? Your faith has made you whole. Go, come on, somebody. I'm here to tell you this morning, keep knocking, keep asking, amen? Don't tire of coming on Sunday mornings and getting prayed for. You never know which one is going to be the one that brings your answer. Come on, somebody. And besides that, I believe that in asking, the goal is not just to get an answer. It's to draw closer. You understand? To, to, to spend time with him. How many people? I've known some. They've bombarded heaven when they had a great need. But when the answer didn't come in a timely manner, they got mad at God. And they missed the point. In other words, they, they simply were in that prayer time to ask God for something. And they missed the greater good of just hanging out with Jesus. Amen? All right. You say, Pastor, I, I hear this talk about prayer. Man, I'm, I'm busy. I, I have a, a crazy schedule. Well, the truth is, church, listen, you make time for what's important to you. Let's, let's make this simple, okay? How many of you have uh, at least a, I'll say 20 minute, 20 minute commute to work? 20 minute commute to work, where are you? All right, race high. I'm not trying to get, you, get a ride anywhere or anything. I'm just asking a question, all right? All right, 20 minute ride, all right, all right. Well, there's a 20 minute prayer time, should you choose. Just pray with your eyes open, please, all right? Um, uh, um, how, how many of you, uh, how many of you like to walk? You go for a walk couple times a week, all right? There's a prayer time if you choose to make it. Put some headphones on, listen to worship music, pray away. Uh, how many of you wake up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep? All right, there's a prayer time. Right, right there, all right? If you think it's the devil who's keeping you awake, just start praying because if it is, he'll gladly let you go back to sleep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on, all right? Uh, if you look for a time, you'll find it. And if you can't find it, maybe it's just worth getting up 30 minutes earlier or staying up 30 minutes later and spending time with Jesus. Can you say amen? Now listen, I'm not gonna take time today, but if you need some practical tips on your devotional life, we have a video stored on YouTube. Uh, it's under our foundations videos. If you look for playlists, and it's one, it's just 15 minutes long or so on daily devotional. They'll give you some tips to empower your daily devotions. If you need help finding that, let us know. Also, if you'd be so kind, um, if you already have, if you're, if you're taking answers, you already have it. If not, in your bulletin, would you pull out your, your answer sheet just for a moment? Because I want you to go to the back. All right, if you have this, I want you to go to the back. It says, pray with us. It's in color. All right? Everybody, just, just hold it up if you have it. Can I just see how many of you? There you go. All right. All right. Quite a few of you. All right. L listen. When COVID started, we started what I call conference prayer times. Quite obviously, we could no longer meet in person to pray, so we uh, um, started praying on the phone. It's pretty cool. In other words, you open up the line and people call in and, and you pray together um, as a group, as a conference call on the phone. And I liked it so much, we kept it going. We used to have a Sunday morning early prayer time here at the church, but I mean, that required you to get dressed, come to church, and if you come to the 11 a.m. service, go back home, eat breakfast, and come back again. But call in prayer, hey, you can pray in your PJs. I don't care. No, nobody else knows. All right? So, so listen, I just wanted to put on here, some of, you, some of you didn't even know we did this. This is an opportunity to join us. 
All you gotta do is call the number, and if you call during the time, you, you will suddenly find yourself among a bunch of other people praying. Someone will be leading that call. And if you wanna do it incognito, when it says announce your name, just don't announce your name. And you'll be in the prayer call and nobody will know. It's like, ah, I'm the stealth prayer warrior, all right? Now, now, announce your name if you don't care. But I'm just, some people get skeezed out. What, is somebody going to call me to pray? What's going to happen? All right? Um, but we'd love to have you join us. The only thing different is the Sunday 8 a.m. prayer meeting in two weeks when we adjust service time to 8.30, we'll move to 7.30. But other than that, these prayer times are correct. Uh, on your way to work, whatever, just call in. Um, you know, pray away. Uh, we believe Prayer is powerful, and we believe that praying together is powerful. Can you say amen? Amen, amen. So, so listen, here's, here's what I want to do today. First of all, I want to give opportunity for somebody here who may need Jesus. That's first and foremost. Amen. If Jesus comes today, do you know that you're going? we got to answer for that. And then secondly, after I give that invitation, we're, we're going to end this service today with a prayer time, an old-fashioned prayer meeting where I'm gonna ask you to come. Are, are there some things to pray about in the world today? You know, a category four storm is about ready to hit New Orleans. You know what happened the last time a category three hurricane hit New Orleans? It was catastrophic. Think we ought to pray for the safety of some people? We could pray a little more for Afghanistan. Think we could pray for some people to get saved at the outdoor service? You think you have some needs in your own? I mean, there's plenty to pray about. But before we get to that, I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I want to ask you a question. And I ask you this question because I care about where you're going to spend eternity. I care about whether or not you, you, you are walking with the Lord. Here's a question. If Jesus were to come today, do you know that you know you're going to meet him? And you say, well, Pastor, how, how can anybody know that? Well, you can know that because the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So if salvation is a gift, it's something you can receive. And when you receive it, you can know that you have it. And if you know that you have it, then you can know when he comes that you're going. Most people in this world, if you were to ask them, how do you get right with God? They would say, well, you know, Live right, try harder, wrong answers. No matter how hard you try, you can't be right with God. If you could, Jesus wouldn't have had to die on a cross for you. But he died, took upon himself your sin so that he could come to you and say, I have paid the price so that you could be forgiven, so that you could be my child. Your job is to open the door of your heart and receive that gift. And I'm looking for somebody here today God brought you here today because today is the day of your salvation. And the only thing left for you to do is respond right now. Who is here and says, Pastor, you're talking to me. This day, I'm gonna open the door of my heart and I'm gonna ask Jesus to come in. If you just slip up your hand, I don't ask you to do that to embarrass you, but just simply as a way to say, I'm opening my heart's door right now. I see, your, I see that hand, young man. Others here today say, Pastor, thank you, sir. Others here today, come on. Today is the day that I'm gonna open the door of my heart. Looking up at the balcony, I have a hard time seeing, but if you're there, come on, somebody. What a great day. What a great day. What I wanna do for those couple who raised their hands, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead in a prayer. 
as if I was the one accepting Jesus because 40-some years ago it was me. And I want congregation you to pray along with them right now as a, as a way of support. If you're, if you're watching online and maybe you raise your hand at home, I want you to pray this prayer with sincerity because Jesus will touch you right where you are. Pray with me right now. Say, Dear Jesus, I know that I've sinned and I need a Savior. I believe, Jesus, you died for me. You rose again. And right now, I open the door of my heart. Come in, Jesus. Wash me clean. And with your help, I'll follow you all of my days. In Jesus' name. Now, you don't have to pray. I just want to pray. Lord, I pray for those who prayed that prayer for the first time or as a rededication. Make it real to them. They are yours, Lord. Transform their life. Do a work. In Jesus' name. Now listen, would you stand to your feet? If you're willing to join me in an old-fashioned prayer meeting for a few minutes before you go your way, would you get out of your seat and come to this altar? And I want you to pray at least loud enough to hear yourself pray because these needs are real. And whatever's on your heart, I want you just to begin to pray about. Come on. Whether it's the hurricane, Afghanistan, something personal, a move of God in our city. Come on, would you lift up your voice? Come on. At least pray loud enough to hear yourself pray. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If you don't know what to pray for, say, Holy Spirit, lay something on my heart. And then pray for whatever he lays on your heart. Touch us today, Jesus. Move, God. Move in our lives, God. Move in our nation, God. Now listen, as the worship team begins to play, I don't necessarily want you worshiping along for a while. I want you to pray in for a while, all right? So let's do that in Jesus' name.